young world, what is up, young world? Today, see, I, I don't be telling y'all my secrets. I don't tell y'all motherfuckers my secrets. I got my big bro. I know I call everybody my big bro, but this is my big bro for real. <laughs> the incomparable, two-time Grammy-nominated. Everybody on the planet Earth knows all the lyrics to at least three of his songs, guaranteed. Even deaf people. Now watch this. Please welcome to the Safe Ball Legendary Podcast, Mr. Case. Thanks so much. Up, I'm enjoying this, bitch. <laughs> What's the deal, yo? What up, bro? How you feeling, man? I'm chilling, B. I'm tired. You tired? One of them nights. Oh, see, you getting too many bags. That's what that is. Uh, yeah, I even I went to sleep like nine o'clock this morning. Oh, you yeah, think yeah. you the young case? I see what's going on. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, I ain't, I ain't dead yet. <laughs> Listen, man, I was sitting here thinking about like I only got like maybe 40, 45 minutes max with you. So I'm trying to think about all the many things I want to talk to you about, but I was thinking about how long me and you've known each other, right? Do you remember? Do you remember how we met? Nah, I think I, it was a, <laughs> it was it was somebody's party. It was it was, it, but but the backstory is what you might not know is that I had already had a relationship with Blue, right? Mm -hmm. Before I ever moved to Atlanta, back when you know, probably for about two or three years back when I was in Michigan, and. Uh -huh. For everybody that don't know, Blue is Case's business manager, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, I wanted to get with you, and, and Blue wanted to kind of get me with the people at Family Tree, his management company and everything. And so he was like, yo, Case is doing something tonight. I was like, I don't, I, I don't know Case. I, I don't. I know who he is. He was like, right, right. doing something over here. Go over there. And uh, I think he might have called Seuss or something blindly. I went over there and I felt stupid because I was at the door and the people I'm like, uh, I think I'm with Case. Uh, he said you're he said you on a mission. Yeah, he sent me on the dummy mission. <laughs> yeah. But they got, they got, I think either, I think they let me in because I think y'all section was kind of close to the door. So I think they just walked me in and I went over there and you stood up, man. And you was like, I was like, hey man, I'm Savon. He was like, yeah, blue, right? I was like, yeah. He was like, you family. From that point on. Yeah, okay. Like, B, it's hard to come across people that is so accepting of a stranger, but that just is kind of a testament of your relationship with blue and how much y'all trust each other that whoever I bring, you automatically trust yeah, yeah. me too. It, that only backfired one time, but we could talk about that. Oh he, shit! He did bring one person around. I'm like, you'll never bring them around again. You just you don't want to speak on it. Nah, nah, that only happened once though. So okay, he, he so got you get average, pass. He got a good average. <laughs> got a good average. Yeah, he got a good average. <laughs> so listen, man. Uh, you know, you had your recently your uh, your case 25 year anniversary. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for everybody that's gonna watch this, what was it celebrating for 25 years? Um. Just 25 years of, uh, well, not being in the music business, of my career in the music business. Um, excuse me, my first album came out August, uh, I think 13th, 96. And that's 25 years ago. So um, they had, they they was talking about they wanted to plan something. And you know me, I didn't want to do it. That's right, right, I already like, know. Yeah, so 
but it, it ended up being dope. Like, you know what I'm saying? We had the concert. Um, uh, it was filmed for, um, it's even going to streaming service or either we're going to put it out some, some type of way. So mm-hmm. it, it actually ended up being dope. It was real dope. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wanted to be there. You know, I couldn't be there, but I wanted to be there. Yeah, yeah. I was there yeah, in spirit. Definitely. Um, yeah, I saw some pictures. It was uh, uh, Q? Q was there from 112? Yeah. Yeah, Close. Q was there. Um, Nokio. Um, no, crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> no, no Kanye the stage for a little while. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we had fun. It was like, that whole week was crazy for me, though, because five days after that was my 50th birthday. So it was like, but it was milestones. Just all. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Make some noise for Case being fucking yeah, fifty yeah. years old, nigga looking about thirty-eight on their ass by. Word <laughs> <laughs> up. So, yeah. So it, it was like it was like a dope week for me. It was a dope week. That's crazy, man. Speaking of um, Note, man. For for people that know, don't know who we talking about, we talking about Nokio from Drew Hill. Do you remember that show yeah. that me and you went to, and you introduced me to Cisco, and it was at. Man, some fucking venue, man. It was here. It was here on stage. The booth was at the back of the stage, and Drew Hill did their whole set. We're we're going back upstairs to the dressing room. Nokia was still on the stage. I do remember that he was out there talking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me tell you. <laughs> yo, yo, wait. What show was it? Was it in Cobb County somewhere? Nah, son. It was closer to Decatur. It was uh. No, no, no. I think the show was in Decatur. Their hotel was in Cobb. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Their hotel was in Cobb. It was by Cumberland Mall, yeah. The show was somewhere in Decatur. Yeah, Noke was still on stage talking. The show was over. B, Noke. Let me tell you, me me and him go back to maybe about 20, good 20 years. Damn. Maybe 22 years because we, um, we was on Def Jam and he used to live not too far from me in Jersey. So he would, he would, um, We'd be on the phone. I'm like, yo, yo, come by the crib. So he would tell his girl at the time, yo, I'm going to Case Crib. She'd be like, yeah, I right, see you tomorrow or see you Tuesday. Like, whatever, like, because she already know. Yeah, that, that's that's my little brother for real. Like, so I could, yeah, I, I, I forgot about that show. Yeah, he was definitely up there rapping. Dog, yeah, he, he had no shirt on. That night. He was doing a snake. He ain't had no shirt on. I'm, he's like <laughs> rolling his hips. I'm like, hey, yo, yo. what is Snoop doing? And I could tell, like, that he's been like that before, like, because you was like, let me go get Noak. And then you came yeah, out yeah. there, grabbed the bike, was like, thank y'all very much. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on, we go to the back. <laughs> Yo, yeah, man. I forgot, though. Yeah, that, 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 I forgot about that show. That was well out. Yeah, yeah, Noak was, Noak That's was, the only way yeah. to do it. What you gonna say, man, what you gonna say? Yeah, that's so, the only way to do it. So, man, speaking of, <clears throat> speaking of Def Jam, that was your, First solo record company that you signed to, right? Was Def Jam? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because before that, I had been doing writing. I had doing um, <clears throat> like I was doing references for for other artists, um, just stuff like that. And I, I had been doing that since like ninety three, maybe I want to wow. say like ninety two, ninety three. Wow. So, but then when I when I signed my deal, yeah, it was Def Jam. Wow. <clears throat> Is it true that Russell Simmons discovered you? Um. Not exactly, but actually, I am the last artist that Russell personally signed to Def Jam. LL was the first artist he ever signed to Def Jam, and I was the last. Wow. Yeah. So, you're not on a major label right now, right? Uh-uh. Nope. 
Do you prefer being independent? It depends. Like it goes back and forth. Like the the thing with a major is like you got the machine behind you, of course. You know what I mean? It's like a a label is nothing but like a big credit card, basically. Wow. You know what I'm saying, and they credit they credit card is a lot bigger than my credit card. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> so and that, for that reason, you you kind of you like it. The part the part about it I do love is that I can make whatever I want to make. Mm. You know what I mean? I don't have to deal with the politics of all that. If I got an idea and I want to do it, I'm like, this is what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So right now I can make a, a, a Christmas album in Spanish and I don't even speak Spanish. You know what I'm saying? So, but there's nobody that can stop me. But if you, know you wanted to. Yeah, if I wanted to. And I'm not saying I'm not gonna. <laughs> you, you, with you, I, nigga, I swear to God, I wouldn't. I yeah, wouldn't you never know. That. Nothing. I was yeah, talking, um, when I was running around, speaking of which, because you're talking about when you're on a major label, you have less creative control sometimes, depending on the situation. But right. a lot of times, you, especially with new artists, especially with new artists, right? Yeah, yeah definitely. So I was when I was um, hanging out with, uh, running around with Life, doing shows with him, me and him would talk. And I remember he had uh, a record. I forget the name of the record, but it was one of his singles. Mm-hmm. And this was when he had first got out of his, well, the second time he went in and got out that time. Uh-huh. And he had a, he was, you know, making this comeback or whatever. And he had a record and he fell out with the producer. Like, I mean, he fell out with the producer. That's the like, B, That's like the, you know where I'm going. So the label still wanted to use the record. And he had no say so in the record going on the album. And I'm talking about him and the producer. I'm talking about, I couldn't even bring up the they nigga name when I was around him. Wow. Yeah. Well, see, I never had a situation like that. Um, I had more control than that. Like there, <laughs> there was never a record that, yeah, because that, that would be bad. That yeah, that's real bad. Like I never really had a situation where I was like, no, when they was like, well, this is happening. Mm. Um, what I did have though, I had a situation where I wanted to put out a certain single and they was hell bent on putting out another single. Mm. And um, we, we went back and forth for months and nigga said to me, well, today, this is my record company. Well, you get your own record company, <laughs> you can pick out with it. So, you lying. Yeah. Oh yeah. It wasn't Russell though, but it, it, it was said in a meeting, so. I bet so like you, that's the that's the biggest thing with me. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem making the record. The problem with that I used to run into was what we was gonna put out. I would run into that. I ran into that a few times. Man, I, I'm I'm just you know, and you've been on you you was with uh E1 and a couple of you know you got your own your indigo blue and you have you know you got different situations that allows you to keep continuing putting out big records like you do. Right. Man, I'm about to put out an EP, Watercolors in the Street too, and my people are setting up, you know, listening parties. I don't even want to be, I don't even want to choose, like, I don't even right. want to choose what records to go on the project, let alone singles. I learned a long time ago that I'm just too involved, and I like and don't like records for different reasons, and because of that. Yeah, I like that too, but but on some level though, you gotta you gotta be involved because they'll. If it, you know why? Because you're gonna have to live with it. You know mm. what I'm saying? They can always find somebody else. You're only gonna get one Savon. I'm only gonna get one case. Mm. A record company could go get if it don't work. All right, we can go get somebody else. 
Mm. They, they can move on. They can keep doing that for 50 years. You're only going to get one you. And you don't want to look back and be like, damn, I should have. If we had to put this point. out. You know what I'm saying? That, that's just the way. Like, I try that's not to be point. too, too involved. But to some extent, I feel like you have to be. I feel like I feel like with my situation, I'm only doing EP. So it's only going to be five to six records on this project. And right. there are records that are automatically on the project that I say is going to be on the project. And the rest of right, them. Right, right, right. It could, you know, right. and I listen to, but so that's kind of my approach to it. But right, right. going into it, I just, I just, it just gives me anxiety, man, because it's like, yeah, it does. Especially when you write real shit about your life, everything's like your child. Yeah. Every song's like, you know, a baby. <clears throat> I heard Quincy Jones say that it's hard, for, it's hard for people to uh, kill a baby, because mm. every mm. song is a baby, and you, and you got to kill some of your babies. That is all the time. Every time it's yeah. time to put out a project. Are yeah. you like, Casey, are you like me where, like, I know you got a stash of records the world ain't heard. I already know. Yeah, yeah. I know I got, I probably got three albums or four albums worth of records that. So when it comes to going into like finishing up a project or going into a project, how do you feel about like dipping back into the stash that is new to the world? But right, right, right. I got, let me tell you something about that. Uh-oh. I got one more song to finish on my on my album that's coming out, the next one I'm putting out. And you want me to be on it? Yes. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, check it, check it, check it. So one of the songs, now I, I had forgotten about this record. I was writing a song and I did a melody and I was like, hold up. Oh, that melody is from a song me and Redhead Kingpin did for open letter 20 years ago. So I hit Redhead to get his publishing info because I was going to use that part of it. Mm. And then he was like, yo, you don't remember the next day after we wrote that song that you like you went, you had a show somewhere and then he did something different. So he sends me the record. I'm like, I don't remember this record. So long story short, I cut the record. It's dope. The record is 21 years old. Now the record I'm doing tomorrow is another one that we wrote for Open Letter 20 something years ago. And it, it, it's, just, it's just dope. So I don't consciously do it, but wow. it's sometimes it, it'll make its way back around. You know, I try not to consciously do it. I may take elements of it. Right. And that's, that's how that happened. I had an element and I didn't even mean to. I was just in there freestyling and I did it. And I'm like, why do I know that melody? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it was from something years and years ago. A good melody is stick, man. It'll stick. It'll yeah, a come good, back a good record. A good record stick. That's right. That's right. And that's yeah. And that's I guess that's kind of your point, though, right? I mean, it was yeah. It was so dope. Is it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna stick. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Like I heard Sly Stone say one day, like a lot of people might. He was like, he was about to do a song on stage. He was like, uh, a lot of people might not want to do it because it was because they might say it's old fashioned. Mm. He's like, but the first thing you got to realize it's not a fashion in the first place. It's a feeling. And if it felt good then, it still feels good. And when Preach. you think about it, Preach. like it's, it's real. He's yeah. like, if it felt good then, then it still should feel good. And when you think about it, that goes back to my whole goal making music. When I used to do interviews, like, what do you want to accomplish? I was like, I want to make, I want to make music that in 20, 30 years, people still listen to it the same way how they do with Motown and stuff like that. That was always my goal. Like, I got a, I got a Motown playlist in my, in my, um, in my phone. It got maybe maybe fifteen hundred songs in it. 
Damn. I can listen to them songs all day, every day, because they all still dope. And they sun all the newest shit that's out. They sun all of that shit. Easy. Easy. And you got to remember, some of these, I got a lot of them on vinyl right here, but some of these, some of these joints is 50 years old. Did you see that, um, <clears throat> did you see that interview with, with uh, Boosie, where he said, it's recent, and he said, um, no, nah, that's not recent. That was like a couple years ago. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm about to that, say? Yeah. Yes, that's I just saw it there. What am I about? Yeah, you know what I'm about to say? I know exactly what you're about to say. Okay, all right. Because he was, he was somebody, wild. He was wild. I had somebody else. I had somebody else hit me and say that one time, and I and they I had time that day, and I went <laughs> in. They didn't speak to me for about a month. I'm like, dog, don't ever send me nothing stupid like that again, yo. Like, don't. Hey, yo, I know if I texted you something like that, you would just text me no. back the middle finger emoji and not talk to me for a month, guaranteed. Or either one of them fit, like, really? Yo, <laughs> I, I gotta First tell you all, that story, though, but we can't tell it, we can't tell it here, though. Oh, I wanna know, <laughs> off, off camera, off yeah, camera. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, I gotta off tell camera. you that story. So, yeah, definitely, that's an off camera story. Yes, we, we gonna get to it, we gonna get to it. So, um. You know, I made a lot of mistakes uh, in my film, TV, music career, and I've made a lot of accomplishments as well. Mm -hmm. I know what I would tell the motherfucking 17-year-old, 18-year-old Savon, if I could. What would you tell the 18-year-old Case if you could have a conversation? Um, just to keep going. Like which, I mean, I did tell an ATO case that, so, um, <laughs> everything, um, yeah, I, I was, I was always like, I'm going, um, but I, I think as far as mistakes, you're going to make mistakes. Um, mm. I would tell, because I used to get down on myself over mistakes. Um, mm. and you got to realize that you're going to make mistakes. The, the key to the mistakes is don't make the big mistake that, that, that ruins everything. And even if you do any mistake that you make, learn from it. Mm -hmm. Just to try to make try to make the best of it and learn from it. Mm. Like you got to learn from it and you got to keep going. I remember I called you one time, and I was telling you about a situation that I had with a business person, and mm -hmm. you was like, "What? Boom, boom, boom!" I was like, "Yeah." You was like, "Oh, it's a wrap, nigga. That's done." <laughs> I was like, "Thanks for your advice, Pete." <laughs> You know, I'll, tell, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the details off camera, but, but right, she was right, like, right. you did what? What? Nope. That's done. It's a wrap. And it's okay. You, you gave me no that? hope. And, I, and that's the thing. Huh? <laughs> you gave me no, you gave me no hope. <laughs> Not because you know why? Because it, a lot of times, like I, I've seen situations like that. And I'm telling you, when it's done, it's done. And it's okay for stuff to be done. But even with me, I used to be like, yo, this is done. Ah, uh, how am I gonna not? If it's done, it's done. It happened for a reason, you know what I mean? And it, I, I, nothing happens is not supposed to happen. I believe that. So I believe that too. The way I look at it is, if it happens and I had no control over it happening, right, it's supposed to happen. And that's why I don't stress over things that I have no control over. Because mm -hmm. if I, if I stress over a situation, it's going to end up how it ends up. If I don't stress over it going to end up how it ends up if I can't control it. So you might as well take the stress part off your plate. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 a word. That's a word that someone else told to me, a wise man. And um, 
It makes sense to me. I live, I try to live by that. I try to. Sometimes when you in it though, stress sometimes, not you, huh? Nah, I don't really care. You know, it's funny, me and my wife get into it. She's like, you don't care about nothing. I do care. But if I <laughs> can control it, I'm not going to drive myself crazy. See, you know what I'm saying? You've been through so much, be man. Like, like I would worry and panic and what can I? Yeah, you can do, yo. Yeah. It's like being on a plane and you I've been on planes before. I was like, yo, we about to crash. The whole plane screaming and crying and going crazy. I was sitting there calm, chilling, because what I'm gonna do. Now I'll tell you what I did do. I was sitting there like, damn, like this? This is how this is about to happen. <laughs> but what are you supposed to do? I've thought about that many times, many, many flights. Every flight I pray at the beginning yeah. and the end of it. Every flight. But you but no, this right. flight, we was on. We was on one of them little planes, you know, the ones that look like you daring God, like God just picked up and threw it, them little tiny ones. <laughs> and we would fly to Peoria, Illinois, I'll never forget. And we hit turbulence, and the plane was going to go like dropping. Like my dancers was crying, everybody in the plane was screaming and crying. I'm just like, damn. Because yeah, what I'm going to uh, do, run up to the front and be like, I got it. <laughs> you know, you move out the way, I got this. I'll take care of it. Yeah. Yes. So I'm yeah. Like, what you gonna do? And, uh, but I, I really try to try to live by that because you drive yourself crazy. Yeah. And as long as you're stressing over something, your mind's not gonna be clear to think of a solution. Always. That's the word. That's a good word. Um, let's see here. I ain't got that much time with you, so I got about 20 more minutes. I want to mm -hmm. pivot. Cause I got you, Case. I got you now. I, I'm trying to squeeze the juice out this shit. No doubt, no doubt. The juice out this thing. <laughs> because we can have many conversations on the phone, but this is the one time go. Yeah, so, you already know. I want to pivot real quick and ask you about something that's kind of, but y'all quit calling me. Uh, that's something that's a little bit controversial. Uh, mm -hmm. What is your take on interracial relationships? The reason I ask is because it, people are telling me, I, I, I don't view the world like that myself, but people are telling me there's more and more celebrity interracial relationships. Like, you know, you got uh, Adele and Rich Paul. I was just telling somebody about that the other day, yeah. See, and you got Eve now is pregnant. Yeah. By Maximilian, the billionaire Middle Eastern gentleman. But that's not interracial, Middle Eastern. Huh? Middle Eastern, that's not interracial. <laughs> That's, well, people, that's not, that's not people, people are viewing it like that. Yeah, I guess they, yeah. But she's been married to that dude for years. Hmm? She's been married to that dude for years. But my thing, I mean, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. Just because me in relationships, I always wanted to be with somebody that felt like could understand me. Like, I got my moms, I got my sisters, I got... So it, it'd be weird for me to be in a relationship like that. But... I mean, there's other people that do it, and like, I mean, what they eat don't make me shit. So, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've heard different, I've heard like different philosophies about it that kind of made sense to me. Like Brother Umar said that the reason he does it is because, say, like if you if you accumulate a certain amount of wealth, and I marry a white woman, when I die, it goes back into the white community, mm. as opposed to if it, if it went to a black woman or my, and my kids, then it stays. You know what I'm saying? And, so mm -hmm. that part of it kind of made sense. Um, the, the other part, and this probably was drummed into my head from when I was a kid, like, it, it's like, um, I remember 
I, I was bringing, uh, I, w- I would bring girls, girls home. So one day my pops was like, yeah, I need to talk to you. I'm like, what's up? He's like, um, yeah, these girls are getting lighter and lighter. What you trying to set us up so you could bring a white girl home? I'm like, nah. He's like, what, you don't like yourself? I'm like, no, nah, that ain't it at all. And wow. like this conversation is weird considering that um, you, my mom is light-skinned. Just be, like, <laughs> Get out of my room. You have a light-skinned wife talking to me about being a light-skinned girl. I'm like, all right. right. Wow. I mean, that, that's just my thing. I mean, people have their own things about it. So it's just and, personal um, preference for you. Yeah, it's definitely personal preference. Like, yeah. Any of that stuff is personal preference. Like if yeah. somebody's gay or whatever, like I, that's like people well, don't be mad at other people for being gay. What that guy did right. do? I just I did I did a podcast with uh, actor comedian Martini Harris, um, and the topic was, are are you born gay? If you're gay, are you born gay? Um, mm-hmm. You know, I he's a very religious man and so i knew where he mm-hmm. was going with it immediately right, right, right. right, right. and i had my my view on it uh mm-hmm. but back to back to this one uh the reason i ask if it's a personal preference because sometimes it's not a personal preference sometimes there's arranged marriages sometimes there's political right. you know there's there's reasons and it's not a preference right. it's just that's why you know that's why i asked if it's well yeah there, there are yeah, they're, they're, yeah, there they're are different situations. I, well, I thought you meant just like in the typical average situation. I mean, yeah, typically, yeah. Generally speaking, it's more of a, I mean, it's always more of a preference than a concrete not. reason that's aside from your preference. That, right, that right, doesn't right. happen right. often, but right. it does exist. So, like, it's not a secret that I've dated everything. Um, right. I think it comes, for me, because I know you spoke about the conversation you had with your pops when you were younger. For me, I'm a military kid, so my mom was in the Air Force, my dad was in the Army, and we kept Air Force base to Air Force base, you know, and when you're in the military, it's everybody all the time. We lived on the base. We went, I went to elementary school on the base, and this- Yeah, my wife, my wife was in the, my mom, my wife, uh, mom was in the Air Force for 20 years, so yeah. Oh yeah, so she can relate for sure. Yeah, she's she living in Italy and all. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. We was in Portugal. All that. My mom's. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I think that growing up in that environment where it was just always everybody, it didn't give me time to develop. Uh, because I know I know some guys that never been around any white people until it was like in high school or something. Yeah. yeah. Ever. So that was just yeah. never my environment. It started out super multicultural from the developmental right. states. I think that's why my views are the way they are. It makes your mind more open. It, may, it makes you more open to new ideas and stuff like that. It, you know what? I, I, I think so, too. And um, that's one of the things I definitely would not change in my life if I could go back. But that's interesting because I always wanted to ask you that. Because Sue's, you know, Sue's always riding me on that, man. He always riding <laughs> me on that. But Sue's... <laughs> They interracially too. He think he's slick. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He will, he will, he will kind of dip his toe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah <laughs> he's he, my he, man though. He toe dipping. He be toe dipping. <laughs> shout, shout, <I> <laughs> <no difference. laughs> shout out to Seuss. I gotta do his podcast too. Word up. But yeah, man. Uh, so what? What? What the hell is up next for Case? I can't wait to find out what you're gonna do with the twenty uh, twenty fifth anniversary thing. 
that's going to be a big deal. And by the way, yeah, sidebar, how did the show in Detroit go? So I know you, just, you were just out there. Oh, it was crazy. I mean, Detroit show is always crazy, though. Like, I, that's like that's like second home for me. Like, I, I always got love in Detroit. I always loved Detroit. Um, that was one of the first. Matter of fact, Detroit is the first place I ever did a real show. Wow. Because um, there's a funny story. I was on my first promo tour. Mm-hmm. And I think we went to D.C. Somewhere else. And Atlanta was the third one. Mm-hmm. And they was like on this tour, just sing, touch me, tease me, and that's it. Cause you know, people ain't going to hear no bunch of songs they don't know. So me and Foxy, we, we did Atlanta. Now the, uh, the whole club, I forgot the name of the club, but it was jam packed. It was so packed, it's out by Greenbrier. People was parking their cars on the highway and walking to the club. Like the whole highway was full of cars, parking their cars on the shoulder wow. of the highway. He was parking on the grass. So first of all, it takes forever for us to come out because there was like, yo, somebody spilled beer on the, there's one of the club they had like a dance floor in the middle. Mm. They cleared out the dance floor, it's a bunch of police. They was like, we was like, what's taking so long? They, they, somebody poured, somebody spilled beer. So they was like, they cleaned up the beer. So me and Foxy get on stage and the, we step on the stage and it's like stepping on a ice skating rink. So now we got to stand at one spot. Mm. and perform now here's the here's the other thing the dj played the wrong version of touch me tease me he played the version without foxy so the record comes on foxy starts rapping i go to sing it's not it was the wrong version and then they had told me not to sing any other song def jam told me that man as soon as it went off the whole crowd started booing i'm like Yo, I called I called Kevin Lyles. I was like, dog, fuck you. I'm singing whatever I want to sing from now on. The next show was in Detroit at 20 grand. Nigga, I killed that joint. And this girl came up to me. She was like, why you didn't do that in Atlanta? I was I was there in Atlanta. Damn. I'm like, cause they, yeah. She was like, you killed it. I'm like, and ever since then, I'm like, yeah, screw y'all, man. Wow. So that was my first real performance was in Detroit. In Detroit. I t- man, listen. I know for a fucking fact, Detroit loved them some Case, they loved them some Rakim, and they loved right, them right. Some Life Jennings, man. God, dog, man. Yeah, I met, I met with Detroit, dude. Detroit, we love you, man. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to all my people yeah. in Detroit gonna be watching this. I already know, man. They gonna, what they up, gonna hit me up, man. Yeah. They gonna what be like, uh, can, Case, can Case sing in my son uh, 12th birthday? <laughs> I'm be like, yeah, I did it. I did. I sang at a couple of weddings in Detroit. I did. I did a wedding in Detroit recently. Matter of fact, did you? Yeah, um, a couple months ago. But I sang at weddings in Detroit. I didn't did about a hundred shows in Detroit. I did maybe two shows, two three shows in Detroit this year. Damn, damn. Now, now, when you couldn't do shows, because I, 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 I talked to, I interviewed Tony Terry. Sidebar. Tony said that y'all got a record together. Is that right? Did I make that up? Yeah, on this album? Yeah, 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 we do. Oh, I can't wait to hear that shit. And, and you know what's crazy? We was in the studio, and um, uh, Travis, who I was working with, he started playing stuff. I'm like, I'm like, I forgot all about this song. Because we because of COVID, it then kind of spread out. You know what I'm saying? So there's some stuff I recorded at home myself, some stuff I went to the studio and did. And he's playing stuff. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot all about this record. Mm. Then here go the best part. He played this one song. That I'm like, 
I never heard this in my life. <laughs> but I sang the whole record. I'm like, yo, I never heard this in my life. I'm like, I like it. I'm like, when did I do this? He was like, well, we did a um, we we did a song and then we had more time before you left and we did a like I don't remember none of that. But yeah, I got a joint in there with Slim from 112. Um who else? I'm just I'm just really putting it together now. So we try to figure out what's gonna be what. Mm-hmm. Who gonna be who? So you know, yeah, I like I said, to, I have one more song to finish. I'll be trying to like my my dope producer friends, you know, I'll be trying to give them the opportunity. I said, man, my man Case. He's one of those guys, man, that that will give you a shot. He will give you a shot, man. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's always looking for new young writers, always looking for dope producers. He'll give y'all a shot. And I, you can lead a, a horse to water, but goddamn. You can't make him drink. And, that, and that's, 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 that's it. I ain't going to beg you to do it. So with, I've been asking, I, I know I got on one record with you. I forget the name of it, but I liked it a lot. Oh, it was a... Uh, the one with Mario Juanes. I forget the name of it. We got to get Savon the verse, man. I know you, you do ballads. You're a ballad king. You're the ballad yeah, king. And I already know. And that's the know. thing. Yeah. Yeah, the drum with Mario, that was in that was on um, Rose Experience. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, I was on Rose Experience. I remember I that. That was a dope yeah, album. I remember yeah, being in the studio with you. Orange, Orange something studio. Orange something? Yeah, it was that or, 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 uh, Orange. The, the name of the studio was Orange something. Y'all remember? And I think it's the engineer that you've been working with for like ever. It might be Travis. No, orange. Travis produced. You talking about Sam? Oh, Sam. Yeah, Orange Peel. Yeah, yeah, Sam. Yeah, do you still, yeah, do you Sam, still work with Sam him? Sam usually mixes all my joints. Oh, he's phenomenal. Yeah, Sam is dope. The game cheap. Thomas. Yeah, that's my dude. He's not that's cheap. That's my dude right there. I got to take a PPE, on, uh, uh, PPE loan out for that nigga. <laughs> Two records <laughs> is a whole PPE true. loan. Sam is the truth. He mixed my last three albums, as a matter of fact. Did he? Yeah, yeah. I remember calling actually, him one day. It was like, actually, he recorded, we huh? recorded, he recorded Heaven's Door. I recorded Heaven's Door at his studio, and he mixed it. Oh, wow. And he recorded He recorded the last, he recorded two out of the last three albums, and he mixed all three of them. So I think I was, I think that's when I was in the studio with you over there one time yeah, during Heaven's it Door. Was. It was. On that and, side. Down by a little five points. Exactly. Yup. Yeah. Yup. I remember that. And uh, man, you play me some records. I said, God. Yeah, they, that that was it. I had a bunch of different producers on that album too. On Heaven's Door. <laughs> yeah, we had. Yeah, I, that that was fun. Yeah, Sam recorded that album too. Now, what did I read that you did a record with Tank, and? Someone yeah. else. Teddy. Teddy, Teddy Riley. Yeah, Teddy produced it and I had it and I'm like, yo, we should get, let me see, who do I hear on it that I heard? That was like, hit Tank and then he jumped on it. That was the, that was off the last album, Therapy. Oh my gosh. I didn't, I just read about yeah. it. I didn't get it. See, and I'm leading up to a question here. I, I'm a Tank fan after uh, I deserve. Mm-hmm. I understand why that record was chosen as a single. I understand it, but that right, did right, not right. showcase Tank vocals at all. No, no, at Definitely all. Not. And Definitely so, not. yeah, I didn't become a Tank fan till later on. Now, I asked a young man, uh, an indie artist that I interviewed, uh, his top male 
five top male vocalists of all time. Of all time? You, just, he put Chris Brown in there. I'm just going to say that. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to say that. Now, now he would have been, he would have been in the ballpark if I would have said male entertainers. Yeah. But vocalists, what's, what's Case's top five? This going to be highlighted too, baby. Uh, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, Michael Jackson, David Ruffin, Donny Hathaway. In that order? Ain't no particular order, but Stevie Wonder's number one. Vocalist. Vocalist, yeah. You can't forget Charlie Wilson. It's hard to do five, though, but if I, I had to. You left one out, and I honestly, I honestly, well, with, well, with your picks, with those picks, I can see how you left them off with those picks. Mm -hmm. But he's my number one. And you let he's not even on your list. Who? Luther. Nah. No, you said no. He shook his head to Luther. Oh my God. No, no, no. Yeah, Luther, Luther's dope. But he, he's not. Nah. But he can't see none of your top five. Hell no. God damn. Name one, name even... one he can see. <laughs> there ain't nothing to think about. Name one he can see. See, you wonder? Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder was my number two. Okay. Donny Hathaway? He can't see Donny Hathaway. That's a fact. He can't see Marvin Gaye. You don't think he can see Marvin Gaye? Luther yeah, Vandross. No. You don't think, you don't, really? Luther Vandross got a lot of his shit from Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye is sitting rings around that nigga. Wow. You gotta have me, you gotta you have gotta, me go back and revisit some Marvin Gaye. Man, listen, I got him on vinyl all here. <laughs> Luther can't see Michael Jackson when he was a kid. Damn. Now, wait a minute. Now, fucking case, you my brother. Fucking wait a minute. You go, you might be going too far. You might now, first of all, the rest of the world might not know. I know, but you might, they not might not know that you are probably the biggest Michael Jackson fan. Off top. Yeah, sure. Sure. Luther cannot <laughs> see. None of these dudes here. Hey y'all, I swear to God, this was not pre. We didn't we didn't have no conversation. This is those Hold are up. he did not set he that up because I told him to. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm telling you, he can't do it. He cannot do it. He will not do it. <laughs> vinyl on deck. Yeah, vinyl on deck. Where my man at? Ah. My man's in them. Yeah, he can't he can't <laughs> see them dudes, B. Yes. He can't see them dudes. Hold up. Yeah. Nah, ain't no way. Oh my gosh, ain't no way. I'm about to. I'm about to. I, you're you're a vocalist, and I am not. And so I'm a. I'm a. I'm gonna go revisit some Donny Hathaway and definitely some Marvin Gaye. I don't gotta read you. I, I don't gotta listen to Stevie. That. I listen to Stevie every week. Yeah, all day, all day. Wow. David Ruffin, David Ruffin just didn't have the right song, but when he was in the Temptations, David Ruffin was a he, beast. He had the right song. That's what I'm telling you. Nah, Luke is not in my top five. No. Luke is not in my top ten, I don't think. Not because I left out other people. I left out other people because you said five. I cannot believe you said Luther Vandross is not in your top ten. That's not saying he can't sing. I'm just, he's just saying it might nah. Well, of course nah. he can sing. Right, I'm not. I'm not saying, but I'm saying I don't want you to take it like that. But top all time, dog. I didn't even mention Sam Cooke. Better than Luther? Sam Cooke? Say no more. I hate when you look at me like that. I hate that. 
<laughs> did you just ask me is uh, okay now watch this we did we got about <laughs> we got about two minutes i want to use one of those minutes to give me since we on this since your wheels since you got your vinyl behind you top mm -hmm. five females boom go vocalist vocalist uh aretha franklin whitney houston um uh, let me think because I don't want to mess this up. Aretha Franklin Whitney Houston. Let me think of uh now you now um, just to keep your wheels turning, you can't go gospel too. Oh, what a in that right, right. The top five might uh, be all gospel. <laughs> yeah, Kim Burrell. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um hold up, there's there's another, there's another um Jasmine Sullivan. Whoo! Um, and fifth, there's somebody I'm forgetting that's obvious, and I'm forgetting them. I'm not gonna say and no I'm names. Just, I'm not gonna say no on, names. Um, uh, Kelly Price, Fantasia. Uh, yeah, we talking all time. All Jennifer time. Hudson. Uh, no. Nah. No. Wow, I can't wait to hear this one. No, just, that's not it. Um, let me think. Let me think. Uh, and you know my dumbass almost reached for my phone, but um, uh -oh. to look at my to look at my music library. Hold on, hold on. Let me think, because there's somebody that's obvious that I'm not thinking about. Um, so we got we got Kim Burrell, Whitney Houston. Yeah, Kim Burrell, Whitney, Aretha, Aretha Franklin. Franklin. Just somebody that's right in front of and, me. And, and Jasmine Houston. Sullivan. That's four. Yeah, Jasmine. There's somebody that's right in front of me that I'm not thinking. And you know what's funny? As soon as we done, it'll pop in my head. Are you gonna text um, me? You gonna text me? It's, now I don't want to say the wrong name though because it's somebody that's obvious. Now is it is it someone older? Yep. Is it is it is, is it Gladys Knight? No, but Gladys Knight is a problem. She's a big Gladys, problem. She's a huge problem. What about um, the gay. one? That, what about um Mama that make the pies? Patty the Bell. Yep. Yeah, Patty's dope. Patty's dope, but it ain't Patty. Wow. Patty either. Nah. It's it, damn it, it's, it's gonna piss me off. There's somebody that's obvious. That's what's stubborn me, because there's somebody the people that you name is dope, but there's somebody that's obvious. Okay, well look, we go, we gonna we gonna leave him with a cliffhanger then. I, I he gonna he gonna find out, he gonna text me. Hold on. And uh oh, uh oh. Yeah. He he he, he going this, to the, he's going to the smartphone. Yeah, because this is about to make me mad. <laughs> Everybody gets stuck on number five. <laughs> yeah, this is about to make me mad. Hold on. Only on the Save All Legendary Podcast do you get Case stuck on number five. Yeah, and only on here do you have you telling me that Luther sing better than Sam Cooke. I did not say that. <laughs> yeah, you implied it. <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> but I am gonna look. You I am gonna go it. back to some Sam Cooke. Oh yeah, you got to, you got to. But hold on, there's somebody else that is. Yeah, I might have to hit you because I'm only at the hit me. and I'm not. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll. We gonna leave him on the cliffhanger. Last but not least, there's somebody obvious. Who, who, what, what is, what is next for case? What case got coming up? Um, I got the that album. the world need to know I about. One more song. Yeah, I got one more song left to do in the album. Give me uh, Love Jones Volume Two. Um. One more song. We're actually going to do that tomorrow. Mm. Um, 
And I shot a couple of movies because I'm trying to like kind of get into that. Mm. Um, I got the Kickback Podcast that we start season two next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, touring. Uh, got a couple of deals on the table. So the Case 25 will be out to y'all soon. Yeah. One way or another. Um, we're talking to some streaming platforms, Netflix, Amazon Prime, and different stuff. So, um, so the name of the project is Love Jones 2. Love Jones Volume 2, yeah. Volume 2. Yeah. So y'all look out for Love Jones. Do we have a date? Probably not yet, huh? Nah, not yet. Uh-uh. Okay. Let me know so I can let them know. Love yeah, Jones. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. y'all don't got Love Jones 1, go get it. If y'all ain't got Volume 1, go get that Love Jones. Well, with Love Jones Volume 1, we put out as an EP, and then we put the album out, Therapy. So Therapy is the one that they need to go. Therapy. Love Jones Volume 1 and everything else on there. Get, get Love Jones Volume 1. Therapy. Yeah, get therapy. Because I feel like Love Jones therapy. 1 to set you up for therapy. All day. Yeah, and then we'll do Love Jones Part 2. I'll let y'all know the date of that. Hey, man, my yeah, brother's yeah, always definitely. a pleasure. You know I'll see you soon. No doubt. As yes, always, you. peace, young world. Yes, sir. Love you, man. Love you, yo. Peace. Let's get it.